friends, it's Laura. We are now on season three, episode 14 of the Mama Docs Power podcast. I'm really excited about this conversation that I had with Dr. Hilma Green Riley, Dr. GR, as she's known to some of her patients. We had a great conversation um, the other day. I was just getting to know about Hilma's life and um, she's a MedPeds physician and all about her career. She's been running um, for forever since her childhood and, you know, obviously throughout adulthood, throughout her career, um, she comes from a dual physician household and it's just a bright light in our group. So I knew I just had to have her. So please enjoy my conversation with Hilma Green Riley. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Hilma. How are you? Oh, this, this is easier than I thought. I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> I'm not technologically like inclined at all, but yes, it's usually pretty pretty easy once everyone logs in so awesome I'm so I'm so thankful you had time for me this weekend I'm sorry um yeah we tried a couple times but um you know now we're on together so yes. last weekend was a little rough because um I didn't expect it but I got my second COVID on last Thursday and I hadn't gotten back to you right away because I actually had some side effects oh yeah that that lasted into the weekend so yeah it's really yeah that second shot is like a doozy like my husband's like was in bed for like 24 hours basically that's exact yeah and that was the Moderna or did he get Pfizer he got Pfizer and I actually didn't have very many side effects but like I definitely have a lot of like friends and colleagues who did so how how did you feel yeah, mine was the Moderna so I had gotten it Thursday but I was fine for the first 24 hours but that Friday I was on my way to work and I just all of a sudden started feeling really bad. Uh, chills, shakes, body aches. And by the time I got to work, I had to turn around and tell them, I, I'm not going to be able to do this today. Oh, no. And I, yeah, so I was in bed uh, another, for another like most of Friday into Saturday morning with the chills, body aches, fever, nausea, uh, fatigue. The fatigue was was very surprising. But yeah. then the next morning, it was like nothing had ever happened. Oh, good. It was, yeah. you know, like a big punch in the face, but it went away pretty fast. It, yes, better than COVID. Uh, well, yes, I'm into that. So, yeah. yes. so to welcome you, um, is it Dr. Green Riley? Is that what, is that what you go by? Or is it Dr. Yes. Green? Yes, it is Dr. Riley. A lot of people know me as Dr. Green because the first, before I took on my husband's uh, last name, uh, I, I mean, I became an MD as Dr. Green. And then <laughs> after a couple of years of marriage, he was like, well, we didn't take my name or what? <laughs> so, uh, I went ahead and hired it. So yeah. So, Green Riley or Dr. GR. Oh, I see. All right, Dr. GR. And you are um, from, or you're living currently in Indianapolis. Is that right? Carmel, Carmel, Indiana. It's like a suburb of Indianapolis. Got it. 
and your med peds trained. I had to ask you all these questions. Usually I stalk people on Facebook and like, it's something that they say a lot, but you don't, you know, you don't, I, I don't know. I didn't see it anywhere. I was like, wonder what she does. So do you do like med peds um, outpatient? I do. I do. That's what I'm doing currently right now. Um, I'm actually April, 2019, my career changed and now I'm doing what's called on-site medicine. Okay. So and what do you, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. So on-site medicine, basically, um, I don't know if you've heard of these companies. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Paladina or uh, that's one of the big ones. They're, they're these healthcare companies that directly work with clients, uh, providing their healthcare for like, we'll have Penske. Our clients are Penske. Uh, Pepsi. We take care of all of the union members. So I specifically work for Teamsters 135, local 135 mm-hmm. union. Yeah, got it. And so you work for this corporation giving health care for their employees. Is that right? Ooh, Hilma, did I lose you? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello, hello. I think I lost you. Sure. Oh, I got, I got you. Back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no worries. Okay. I hear you now. Okay. So where did we leave off? I said you work for a company giving healthcare to its employees. I was asking if that yeah, was. That's, that's yeah. exactly. So this is basically union members. Anyone who buys into the Teamsters local 135 union, uh, they buy into the insurance, then yes. they can come directly and utilize the clinic them and from the babies all up to the you know the employees family members they have access to the clinic free access basically and we try to provide health care at the price possible cool so it's like not only the employee employee their whole families their kids their spouses that yes. kind of thing yes awesome that's cool so do you see kids as well as adults i do i I can see babies all the way up to elderly. Oh, that's so fun. Yes. And yeah. it, it is different because um, whereas for me, medicine seemed like it was uh, starting to become assembly line medicine. Um, I was starting to get a little, um, I would say. Oh, no, I lost you again. Hello. I don't know. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, you're here. My Is phone your Wi Fi okay? Yeah, I think my, I might uh, need to come out of the basement. Okay. Sorry. Let's see. <laughs> no, no, I don't know if that's what it is. My phone, it seems like every time the, uh, it'll, it'll go, I don't know what's going on with my phone. Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, it is might this, be me. I'm not really sure. Is this better? Uh, yeah, it is better. Okay. But, last resort you know we can hang up and um start try over again, again. not over again <laughs> but i'll just like paste right. them all and i say you know i'm not like a professional podcaster people sure. don't care if we sure. have lapses no so. problem no problem yeah but uh, yeah what i was saying is uh this 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 uh position that i'm in now was kind of a godsend because um i was starting to get burnt out with uh primary mm. care with having to you know assembly line medicine trying to take care of patients yeah. 15 minutes at a time and running in and running out and um this fell fell into my lap where uh this company their their motto is prevention first 
So, uh, like we, like the way I trained for medicine was that we could talk to a patient and you'd get a lot more out of the patient. Um, their history, there's so much in their history. You have time to spend with them. So I get, I get at least sometimes 30 to 45 minutes and I have the flexibility. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, medicine is still medicine, but at least I'm practicing the way I'd always dreamt medicine should be at this point in my life, which is, which is pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Are you working sort of like a nine to five type of schedule? Uh, It's kind of, because we have all kinds of clients, like we, we take care of the truck driver, all the essential workers, basically. They're the ones working the warehouses right now that are supplying the grocery stores, the truck drivers that are making deliveries and their schedules are all over the place. So our clinic is open anywhere from six to seven at night. So Mm -hmm. I go in at different times every day. Yeah. Yeah. How is, how are things changed? Do you think during this, uh, the pandemic, have you seen a lot of COVID or have you changed your like work hours and stuff like that? Oh no, we actually, it hasn't slowed down for me at all. Um, I would say Mm -hmm. maybe at the beginning where we were kind of shell, we had the shell shock and didn't know what we were going to do. I think we may have, uh, closed for a week and worked from home. But then after that, we yeah. figured out what we were going to do. And since we have the essential workers, I mean, we had this one hot spot in Shelbyville, Indiana, which we take care of a warehouse called Penske. They totally were just, we were up to about 150 before they, the state had to come in and see what was going on because we just had so many people getting sick and having to send them to the hospital and get tested and just so many people getting sick. So our numbers actually went up, even though we were doing, we, we started doing more phone visits and telemed visits and only bringing in healthy patients. At least that's what we were attempting to do at the beginning. Um, yeah. So it's it really, in a sense, even though we thought it was going to slow down, it kind of increased our numbers because we were doing more phone visits and telemed visits in, in between the uh, in-person visits. Wow. So you've been busy. Yes. Busy, busy. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't <laughs> slowed down. I, I I kind of wish, you know, sometimes I could be working from home. It's changed for my daughter, of course. She's doing the uh hybrid schedule. So she's home every other day and then every other day she's going in. Um, yeah. but me and my husband, we still have to go in physically. Every, yeah. Every what day. does your husband do? So my husband right now, he's working uh as a clinician on, on the psych wards. Mm. which has also, Whoa. yes, which the numbers have totally, <laughs> totally gone up as well. And yes, we are definitely opposites. If you uh, want to know. <laughs> I, wow. Yes. Yes. So, so he's inpatient psych? Yes. Inpatient. Wow. Inpatient psych. Kudos to him, man. And he's, I'm sure they're, ugh, what a tough field, it, especially now. It is, it is, it is really, um, I, I, I send so many patients. We do have one psychologist right now. We're trying to increase um, our mental health care branch of, of what we do because it's just, we are seeing quite a bit of mental health uh related to all of this of course everybody is seeing that as well sure sure yeah. um i was saying i was looking through your feed i couldn't see what you did well, <laughs> me because there's so many race pictures <laughs> and you know i was like Hilma's the queen of the race which this year must have been really hard for you but i was like let's talk about running oh my god well, you're a great runner Hilma. well you know I, I love to run i've always run and believe it or not um 
with the pandemic, I've actually run more races than I have when they were there were in-person races. Uh, I mean, I have so many virtual runs with, you know, I did get addicted to the medals. I didn't really start running for medals and races till like 2000, what, 17 is when I started doing that. Um, But before that, I wasn't, you know, I hadn't really done anything like that before. But once you start doing that, it's almost like it becomes kind of addictive if you like running. Right. <laughs> yes. So you're like, I like that medal. I, I want to go yes, that one. Yes. It's just, you know. Um, and so I actually ran quite a bit. I didn't realize I was doing it, but there were so many virtual races and it was just crazy. And yeah, they're so easy to do. You just do them whenever you want. Yeah, you just count <laughs> one of your regular runs as a race and there you go. Yeah. How did the running get started? Like, were you someone who ran like as a child or was that something later in life you picked up? Well, it was middle school. When I was Mm. in middle school, I was more of a bookworm. And uh, I did did play a little bit of basketball, volleyball and uh, basketball. And one of my coaches, he's like, why don't you just come out, you know, and and try out for, for running? And I, I didn't go to any practices. I actually just showed up to a race. And I mean, this is this is in the valley. Um, when I say valley, this is real Grandy Valley, uh, Texas. Okay. And I was uh, in middle school and he just, you know, I showed up to, he said, show up here. I showed up. I didn't even have any running shoes. I actually, I'll never forget. I ran in a pair of Payless shoes that my mom had gotten. And I don't know what I was doing, but they said I did good and yeah. before you know it I'm on the team and you know the school purchased some tennis shoes for me and that's when I started you know running regularly awesome. so, yeah so, so did you run throughout high school too I did I did um you know I I don't feel like what I do now reflects how how I did when I was in high school so high school was a really really good time for me um I, I went to school in Hidalgo, Texas. I don't know if anybody would be familiar with that, but it's the Rio Grande Valley. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was born there, but grew up in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And my mother, because my mother worked with immigration. And uh, so I was at a small school there and I was forced to become bilingual because if you wanted to socially, you know, have a life, you needed to know Spanish. So, mm-hmm. so I learned Spanish and um but I was the, I, I ran, they didn't really have a big team at the time. I did track and I did cross country, uh, but I really found the love for running then. And I was uh, first from that high school that had ever gone to regionals or state um, in cross country. Wow. Yeah, cross country and track. And so, but ever since then, I mean, they've had, they've developed a very, very strong um, cross country uh team every year so they're pretty they're known for it um and track and i mean they're doing good pretty much in almost every sport now been a long time though (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm like on the older end of a lot of the ladies in this this group yeah well i like to say we we do really have you know people at all different age groups and abilities as well so um and then did you always know you want to be a doctor? I did. I did. Um, because I can remember at five years of age, but it's changed along the way. So my journey was not as easy. Um, 
I, I was five when I said I did want to go into medicine, but it all came from, you know, just witnessing my mother. My mother, you know, she uh, had a lot of medical issues as we were growing up. And, you know, I just felt helpless at when, you know, seeing her go through what she did. And I always told myself mm-hmm. I wanted to go into medicine. And I just loved medicine. I just loved science and, and math, you know, typical nerd. Um, and <laughs> that's, I mean, I love nerds, so I, yeah. I say that. But um, so I always, I always had a passion for it. But, you know, I didn't know if I w- was going to do, um, I was torn between animals and humans. Um, cause I did, cause I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I mean, I love animals, grew up loving animals and my mother let us have everything, dogs and cats. And I mean, we, so like the side of my family in Indiana, they always had, I don't know how they got a hold of them, but they always had these weird exotic animals like skunks or iguanas. Skunks. Yes. Yes. They, they, <laughs> yes, believe it or not. My uncles, you know, oh so I was exposed to all of this raccoons, skunks, uh, iguanas all the the weirdest thing I even had one uncle that had an alligator I'll never forget you know in his tub one time but all these exotic animals so I I grew up around all all sorts of animals and just really um I I really loved animals too but as you know as time evolves uh I had an aunt that uh she basically convinced me that I could probably make more of a difference with humans (laughs) yeah yeah and so and I mean, I just, I just loved, loved it all anyway. So, and yeah. it helps that people can talk back to you. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what's wrong. Yes. Did you meet, did you meet your husband like in college or in med school I, or was that later? So I actually met him in med school. Aww. Yes. He was um, in like a pre-med program and I was actually in residency when we met and uh, yeah. Oh, you're, so you were like a resident dating a medical student? Yes. Yes. So again, we, we, we were both, we considered ourselves late bloomers. Um, and I will say he's, he is my second marriage. Okay. So I got my, my first. Hilma. Uh Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, I got, yeah, I got you. Keep losing each other. (laughs) Maybe I'll stay in one place. Yeah. So you're saying, you're telling us about your husband. Yes. Um, Where did I lose you? My ex? Uh, uh, You hadn't talked about your ex just yet. Okay. When I lost you. All right. So, yes. So my husband, um, my my husband now is actually my second marriage. Um, I married first, first time I married very young. Um, right out of undergrad. Uh, huh. And um, I, I, I always told my, my first that I, w- I wanted to be a doctor, but, you know, things just didn't work out very easily for me to get into med school. I tried for almost four years and almost gave up to getting into medical school. Mm. This was when I was in Houston. Um, and I finally got into a pre-med program here in Indiana when I tried to get into Indiana. I was trying to stay in Texas. Um, and so I had applied just to places like Baylor and UT and, you know, I really wanted to stay in Texas because I grew up there and felt like, you know, felt like Texas was my home. Um, but as soon as I applied to Indiana, they considered me a resident just by birth and, you know, things worked out where I came back to Indiana and, uh, 
but long story short, you know, the marriage didn't work out through med school. Um, yeah. And, uh, but fortunately, when I was a resident, you know, lo and behold, met the love of my life. Uh, yeah. Yes, I was on a rotation. It was actually, it was a rotation called Death and Dying. And uh, yeah. yeah, where we would explore, you know, end of, life, end of life issues and stuff. And my mentor, who is Med Pete, she's like Med Pete's guru, uh, um, Mary Chicker. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Have we connected again? <laughs> yes. No uh, it's good to. I know. Don't worry. I, I always, my favorite saying is that people are listening with grace because they know we are not full-time podcasters. We are not trying to uh, make a career or make any money out of this. This is just a group of women who want to hear um, our stories. So, sure. and, and and they're, <laughs> they're just running anyway. So yes. <laughs> as we speak, they're, they're on their run. So. All right. I, um, I don't even know where we left off. I think you were, you were talking about meeting your Kurt yes. husband. Yes, yes, um, You were a resident and he was a medical student and yes. you were taking this um, death and dying class. Yes, yes. And, and my mentor, who I love to death, Mary Ciccarelli, um, she's um, well known in the med peds arena, um, actually pediatrics at Riley Children's Hospital too. But she's a sweetheart. She... I know she did this on purpose, but she assigned us to the same patient. Um, and was she setting you guys up? I, I truly feel she did. Yeah, <laughs> I truly feel she did because you know, I mean, the next thing you know, I mean, we we were the only two African Americans in the group. It was just you know, I don't know if it was obvious then, but it it, it worked. If, if yeah. she did, <laughs> yeah. But um, well. so we were assigned to the same same patient, and before you know it, I uh, after a couple of times of seeing the patient together, you know, he asked me out on a date and the rest is history. Oh, yes. So yes. sweet. I'm looking at a picture of your beautiful daughter. Hillary. Oh, yes. Gorgeous. She just turned 14. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yes. She was four, oh, 14 in May. Birthday. Yes. No, actually it was May, but oh, it was May. It was back yeah. in May. May yeah. Remember. Back in May. And she's about, so she is what? Ninth grade. Yes. Tenth? Ninth oh. grade. Yes. So she started ninth, her freshman year, year during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about her. Okay. Well, I mean, she is the best of both her mother and her father. I mean, she's my pride and joy. Um, my husband, you know, he, he was of the mind one and done. So <laughs> he's like, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Yeah. So even though I, I, I did want to have more, we, we had a complicated pregnancy and mm. he, he, he doesn't, didn't want to go through that again. Yeah. Um, Tell I, us. Go ahead. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, um, just because I'm an OBGYN, I always oh, like okay. to hear well, people's stories. If, yes. you, if you wouldn't mind. If no, you, uh, well, you don't have to tell us everything, but um, I so think, what happened during your pregnancy? I, yeah, I don't think, well, I, and I'll admit, I don't think I was the healthiest uh, pregnancy. I, I, I literally ate for two. Um, mm. And I was called, do you got, what is it called? Once you're 34, you're called a geriatric <laughs> or yes, something like yes. Like, wow. So yeah. I, I was already high risk. We had miscarried um, almost a year before, which was really devastating. I didn't realize that, you know, miscarriages could be so devastating. Um, but that's when we realized we really wanted a child. And then and he realized it as well. Um, and then lo and behold, we got pregnant uh, when we least expected it at a wedding um, mm. with an open bar. Uh, the rest <laughs> was history. <laughs> 
it always happens that way yes, when, you're when you're expecting really, it yeah when you're really trying it's so hard it really is I think when you yeah. when you just don't think about it and you know when it's that right time that's when it happens but um and so I was in residency uh when I was pregnant um mm. and literally I mean uh I look back and I'm like I don't understand how I was allowed to gain so much weight and it's almost like when you're a physician you, I don't know. My experience was that everybody expected me to know. I mean, I'm not an OB gynecologist. I was expected to know how to take care of myself or what I was supposed to be doing. Um, Mm. But I I really didn't. I didn't get a lot of guidance other than going to my appointments and everything. Uh, But I gained uh, 60 pounds, which was not good. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it was the heaviest I ever was. And I was like, am I having twins? I had the right. weight for it, but no, she ended up being just like six pounds <laughs> when she was born. But um, I, uh, I was supposed to be induced um, when it was time for her to be born. Um, I was really shooting to have her on my mother's birthday. Um, but uh, by the time it was ready for her to, to come out, I was like, please take her out earlier. I just needed to, to be gone, you know, out. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't, yes. I couldn't take it anymore. I was ready. I couldn't wait till the 31st of May. So I went in to get induced and it ended up, I I went through induction for almost two days. They were running fluids. And so I was so swollen by the time they decided to take me to get a C-section because I was not uh, dilating all the way. Yes. And so, um, and the thing is the pregnancy and everything, the delivery was not the complicating part. It was post uh, delivery. Mm -hmm. I ended up having the C-section and, you know, went home and I had, I had gotten swollen. So I, my hands and my feet were so swollen that I had gotten carpal ton- tunnel and mm. tarsal tunnel, both my feet. I was wrapped up and then I was trying to breastfeed and I, I was not making enough milk. You know, I was, you know, being a pediatrician and a, a physician, I was like, I have to breastfeed. I, I was right. already, I was ready. I mean, I was prepared. That was, I was going to breastfeed, but I did not make enough milk. So they back then I don't know if they still do it they had these little tubes the SDS I think they're called that you put on your nipple and yeah you try to supplement with formula yeah and you know but imagine having to do that with your hands wrapped and carpal tunnel and just had a c-section and I was in pain and my husband you know I guess I was not the most pleasant (laughs) at the time but it must have been hard on him but yeah, before you knew it, uh, I got sick after a week, not even a week. I think it was like the first three to four days uh, after I was uh, sent home. I started running a fever, 104. I was actually uh, urinating blood. And I called my OB gynecologist and he's like, well, why don't you just come leave a urine and we'll look at it. And I did that, but I I did that, but I didn't hear back. And by that evening I was back in the hospital and they said I had a grapefruit size abscess between my uterus and my bladder. Oh yeah. And so they said that, that, uh, they were going to take, so my OB gynecologist, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but he was old school and he, they were going to end up cutting me back open again. And Mm. he was bringing a urologist in that was going to, I guess, be in the operating room with him at the time. And if it wasn't for the interventional radiologist that looked at my scans and said, I can put a drain in that. They don't need to cut you back open. Right. But they were going to take me back to the OR. (laughs) And if it wasn't for her uh, saying that she could do that, they would have taken me back and cut me back open and Lord knows what else. But But I got the drain put in. Of course, I was sent home on IV antibiotics. 
and I don't know if they do that with everybody. Sometimes I wonder if it wasn't because I was a physician that they felt they could send me home and I could administer my own IV antibiotics and everything. Yeah. Why didn't they keep you in the hospital? I, I don't know. But this was how long ago now? 14 years? <laughs> so, but, yeah. And so I it's like the whole story is very frustrating. It is. It is. And I, and I felt to an extent it was because I was a physician and, you know, was there or did they feel like I could you know, do a lot more on my own or that I would know a lot more. I'm not sure, but I well, also um, not to interrupt you. Sure, I'm sorry. sure, sure. No uh, problem. No problem. No, but as a black woman mm-hmm. and you're complaining about real symptoms mm-hmm. and not have a real visit is, is very frustrating to hear oh, um, no, it, from me because I'm an OBGYN. I feel like um, you have a high fever and you're peeing blood. That's, that's not complicated. That's not common. You leave a urine sample. No, I, I, and in hindsight, it really, because I was so sick at the time, I, I couldn't get upset. It's, it's just in hindsight yes. that all of no, this. No, of course, you know, and that shouldn't be your burden to, to really be thinking what's appropriate. No. <laughs> You're just the patient I'm the at patient. the time. And, and, you know, and that was a lesson learned that I could never, when I'm the patient, I'm the patient, I'm not the physician. And I make sure that anybody who's taking care of me knows that because I, you know, I'm just not taking that position. <laughs> so, but long story short, you know, it, we were back in the hospital. I was trying to breastfeed. I was en- ended up back in the hospital for about two weeks after that with the abscess and the uh, going back and forth. I had to, I was trying to breastfeed and my husband was sleeping on the bed on the side of me. So it was, it was, it was hard for him. And for him, when he looks back, he's like, you know, after going through that, he doesn't want to ever risk going through something like that again with me being sick. And um... yeah, I'm sure he had thoughts of like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, like my wife is, you know, this is serious. Like (laughs) there's something going to happen to my wife right now. Yeah. And then a baby, you know, we were in the hospital and the baby crying and me trying to breastfeed and you know, it was it was rough. It was rough. But but all of us, all of us mothers know, I mean. You, you think you're prepared, but you know, you're not prepared, not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> until you actually go through it. Yes. It's a different no, totally. But you have, you have a pretty atypical story of you're just like, I had trouble breastfeeding. I mean, <laughs> you had an abscess <laughs> and a fever and needed IV antibiotics and um, IR drained it and all this other stuff. Plus it doesn't sound like you got, um, I don't know the the initial attention you really needed. So I'm I so sorry. I agree. I agree. In hindsight, definitely. But 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 the blessing. <sighs> but, but the blessing is my 14 year old that I have now, and you know one of the best things. You know, I'm sure all of us mothers understand best thing that could ever happen. It's made me a better pediatrician. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm looking at these beautiful pictures of her dancing. Yes, she is a one. Must be gifted. She right? is really good. She. You know, you, you, you can't, of course, I can't tell her that because I'm her mother and I'm being biased, but she is a wonderful dancer. She really is. And she's oh. been dancing since she was four years old. Um, naturally athletic. Uh, you know, my husband and I are, are natural runners, but, you know, and athletes. He had gone to college with, on a football scholarship and, uh, you know, and we just never imagined you know, that this would be her pathway, but she is great at dancing, has been doing it since she was four. Um, and she's really athletic. Um, I mean, she's got all these muscles and tone and can do all these things that I could never do. Um, 
and it makes her a great athlete too. I mean, she did try running for a while, but dancing has taken up most of her, of her time that she basically has focused on that more than anything else and has given up running. Right. Yeah. How has dancing been in the, in quarantine? Like, can they do that in person or is there a lot of like uh, zooming or well stuff like that? Yeah, it was, it was crazy at the beginning. Um, I ended up having to buy her all kinds of floors, one for tap and one for ballet. And they were trying, they were attempting to do it through zoom for the longest um, because the owner of her dance studio, he is a kidney uh, renal cancer survivor. So he was not playing around when it came to the virus, but I, I believe it was July when they finally started having classes again, but they dance, they will dance for four hours a day with masks on and, you know, oh, they wow. come in, they check their temperatures and they uh, have hand sand everywhere. They have to Lysol and disinfect all of the uh, ballet bars. Um, so he's, and, and of course, I would not send her if I didn't feel like they were being safe, but they've not had yeah. any, any incidences at her dance studio, which is great. great. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So she's continuing. Oh, on. yes. So she'll, she dances uh, about four hours a day. So she'll go to school and then we take her to dance and four hours and then we pick her up. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of hours and including Saturdays. Wow. Yes. It's what, mm-hmm. what's her thing? What? like genre of so she does they they do it all i mean ballet uh hip-hop contemporary tap and so they they do a little bit of everything every day yeah but is is there one that she's like Hmm. very good at or she says she likes the most hmm i'm not sure what her favorite is i mean she just loves to dance (laughs) i mean and even though she doesn't like to be on social media she picks up dances so quickly, like all these young people and their TikTok videos. I mean, yeah. whereas I would have to look at something and practice and practice and practice. She will pick up this kind of stuff so easily, like just looking at it one time and then she'll lo- learn a routine. I guess, you know, that's so, just her thing. So Maybe one day she'll come to New York <laughs> City to do one of these like summer intensive. There's so many of them, like, you know, we're girls in like high school girls they spend like four weeks in New York City and they like dance all like at these famous studios yes yes. she has she's had some good friends do that one actually left she was really close to actually went to to dance somewhere in New York at a school so yes 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 does she want to do it for her career she thinks or I don't don't think so (laughs) the thing is she does it she says she does it she really loves dancing it's her activity. It's her sport. It's what keeps her active. Um, yeah. I think she would go crazy if she didn't have something that was keeping her just, fi- busy. yes, busy. Um, because she says, well, mommy, I don't like running. I don't like doing anything else. I, I, I do it for that. That's her, that's her stress relief. She really does love to dance. Um, and she does not plan on doing it uh, as a career, yeah. but she feels like it's something she should always have in her back pocket to stay in shape kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because she she really does like science, which we did not push that on her at all, not <laughs> at all. Well, that's great. <laughs> nerdy, you know, parents make nerdy children. I, I, you know, that, you know so. I, I'm I'm seeing that. It's almost like you know. I remember kindergarten. Her her teacher had gotten sick, and I had I guess had gone into the restroom and was throwing up, and and 
you know, she's a kindergartner and she comes home. She's like, mommy, Miss Goodwin was in the bathroom today. And she was, you know, this is the word she was using. She was retching. Like, where did you get that word from? And I, and I knocked <laughs> on the door and I asked her if she was okay. And if she needed me to get her water, you know, just a natural caregiver. A natural. Aww, so sweet. And, and she's always been that, you know, that type of person always caring for, for others. It's just a natural thing. I, I don't know if she sees that in us at all. I mean, yeah. because we've always told her we wanted to do something that's going to make her happy. And, you know, medicine has not been easy for us to pursue. It's, it's been, you know, it's, it's been pretty uh, challenging. Um, yeah. And, sure. uh, you know, we want her to do something that's really going to make her happy. Um, yeah. Has this um, hybrid learning been difficult? It for has. Her? I mean, you know, and of course, I wish she had a, you know, typical freshman, you know, starting of high school kind of an experience. But it's it's been difficult. Very almost like the masks create a barrier to to interaction for these young kids if right. they're doing it right. Yeah. You know, you'll have your kids. I mean, she's going to a high a, a large high school. There's five thousand students there. But but what oh, they're wow. doing is they're doing A through, I think it's like L, go one day in person, and the other half of the alphabet go the opposite day. So they'll have a, a Greyhound cohort and a Blue cohort uh, where they, they alternate. So, um, and then when they are there, they're supposed to be wearing masks, even though not everybody <laughs> always follows the rules. And but they've been they've been safe. You know, you you've seen all over the news where essentially the schools have been uh, been able to keep the kids safe for the most part, as long as they're yeah. doing what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. But but she's not the only one I've heard this from. I mean, I have I have patients, I have kids that they they they're struggling with the fact that these masks kind of it's almost like a barrier to, to allow them to feel like they can, it's already hard enough. I think for them, this is a, a very important time for them to be interactive and learning about themselves and others. And these masks kind of create such a barrier for them to feel like they can just, you know, just talk and, and get yeah. to know people. Yeah. And so it, it is very challenging and, and, Oh, I, so many days she's like, mommy, I don't want to go to school. Can I please stay home? Um, you know, at the beginning it was exciting, you know, it's freshman year, but you know, they have a lot on their plates right now. Our, our kids do dealing with all of this. Um, and it's a yeah. very difficult time too. just, just a lot of challenges that, that we didn't, I don't, you know, I don't think we had to face when we were going to school. And I'm, I'm speaking to you, like, I mean, you're actually probably like 10 years younger than me, but. <laughs> um, well, but, I have a, I mean, my kids are similarly aged. Okay. Um, I have a 17 and okay, a 13 so, year old. Yeah, so, yeah, so you have a middle schooler and a, and a high schooler. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, are they hybrid? Are they? Well, it's even worse here. They are remote. You're in New York. <laughs> are you in New York? I'm in yes, New York City. Yes. New York City's public school, My the teachers' union's very strong. I'm not not to blame them. Um, sure, it's part sure. Of the, it's part of the reason. Um, and our numbers, you know, we got very hit hard at the beginning. So we yeah. have this, like, traumatic stress disorder, like post-traumatic oh, stress I'm disorder, sure like everybody. as a, yes. a community. Yes. Um, so the older you are, the less you know, important it, it is for you to be in person. They really wanted to prioritize the younger kids, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've been, 
um, the, the middle schooler had two day a week school up until Thanksgiving and then the numbers got bad. So now she's remote. And then yeah. the um, oldest one has been remote the whole time. Wow. I mean, they've been relying. I don't know if your daughter does this a lot of, of like, uh, it's not zoom, but it's like house partying their friends. It's almost like FaceTiming, like a bunch of them all at the same time. So they'll do that. And I mean, it's not the same. Um, but they have been, I don't know, keeping in touch with their friends just by, you know, social media and like by zooming kind of, sure. um, it's, um, <laughs> it's not the greatest. I don't, is this a new school for her? It, yeah. Well, the high school, she just started well, meaning, high school. Oh, I'm sorry. Meaning, um, are all the people like, has she have some of her classmates are like familiar faces or it's like everyone's yeah. completely new? No, no, it's, it is, uh, some of them are, are, um, people that came to the high school with her. Yes. Got it. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Are, are they planning anything different? Just, this is the rest of the year is going to be like this. That's what it looks like. I don't foresee. Yeah. The rest of the year may, it, it'll remain hybrid. Okay. I don't foresee them doing full, um, you know, in class by, by the end of this, uh, her freshman year. Yeah, her freshman year. And God willing, you know, the summer will will let us know if right, you know, there's an indication that things might get better. Who knows? I know. We just yeah. gotta rapidly vaccinate everyone. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wouldn't that be nice if we could? How's that effort going in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, you know? I, I think Indiana, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to be political, but I don't know if it's because we're a Republican state. Is that I don't know what it is that you know, that they're doing very well. So the organization that I work for, it's nationwide. So we have um, clinics in Missouri, you know, all over the, the country, but we're not having problems. I mean, our, our providers, our clinicians are getting shots with no issues. Whereas we'll talk to some of our colleagues in Missouri, even Ohio, and they're having difficulty having access to the, the actual clinicians, you know, having a hard time getting access to um, vaccines. I mean, hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't figure it out why it's so different across the nation. Yeah, it really is. I mean, but as far as like my state is concerned, I think all the clinicians are done. We're moving on now. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, I'd love to see the general, not the general popular, but we're, you know, now we're doing over 65, we're doing teachers, we're doing um, essential workers. So I'm just like, we need to get vaccines in people's arms. Um, <laughs> my fear is that a lot of people just in the general public obviously have misgivings and a lot of disinformation about vaccines. So uh, we'll see, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know we'll be giving, we'll be a clinic that'll start giving them, but not until March, April. Okay. Um, but they are going to expect us to give it, even though we, we treat certain patients, they are going to ask us to give it to whoever is able to come. So yeah. we'll have to figure that out, which, you know, we'll do our part. Yeah. yeah. Do you see interest in your patients right now? Like people talking about it? Oh my goodness. If I have to go, I mean, every day, I mean, it's been like a whole thing from the beginning of the pandemic, having to clear up all the misinformation that is out there on everything. It, it, it's, it, which is what, why it's a good thing that I have long visits because you have to dispel all of these myths about 
about the shots. Oh, certainly. I mean, I just had one uh, Friday that that they feel like the shots are a way for the government to put these chips in us and to oh, monitor. God. I'm like, our phones are that. We don't need yeah. no, we don't need a vaccine for that. I don't know what you're doing? <laughs> like, yeah. or they. Yeah, it's it's just they're you know, or they don't feel like so. The number one reason for most of our even our, even some of our staff, we're having a hard time. The MAs, most of the medical doctors, about ninety five percent have gotten vaccinated, but most of the even the staff, they feel like it came out too quickly. They want to see what happens to everybody else first. They don't trust it. Uh, there's there's all so many reasons for why a lot of them don't want to get vaccinated. Um, and, and, and I'll have to say, yes, the minorities, you know, they're amongst the highest number that they just don't, they just yeah. don't trust it. So, I mean, and that's why, you know, I try and do my part, you know, yeah. I'm only one, but to let them know that, I mean, we need to do this. We, we really, yeah. we're, we're the ones dying off more at higher numbers than anyone else. I mean, we have to get this done. We have to get vaccinated. Um, well, we so much for doing all the heavy lifting because it's you know people trust you people see you as you know someone that they would really trust your word on it so now it's it must be hard you probably even have like close friends and family that are oh no they do that all the time certainly (laughs) it's 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 really really hard to get through um even even to family members but but you do your best um, yeah, you do your best. And then again, the, the best example we can be is to just do it ourselves and, and hopefully, you know, live by example and, and people will follow along. But it, yeah, it's, really. but it's challenging. It's been, I mean, it's just been challenging and all the way around for everyone. Right. Yes, yes. But that's why I run. I'll tell you, I mean, yeah. if I didn't have, no. if I didn't have running, <laughs> I just, you know, but that's like the story of my life. Running has been like the best stress reliever. I, I enjoy it. I can't, I'm not one of those runners. I can tell. Yeah, I'm not a runner <laughs> that can run without music though. I, I, you know, I don't know how most, most of the MDRT <laughs> can run these long races yeah. without music. I just, yeah, I know I run with music almost all the time. So yes, or a podcast. Sometimes it's a podcast. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So tell me about your weekly, do you have like a schedule? Do you have times that you run? Like how much do you run? Like basically every day? I, I do work on running most of the day. So this year has been a lot more challenging again, because I stopped uh, being member of uh, the gyms. And so right. when I wasn't running outside in the winter, I had a gym with an indoor track that I would go run at um, or their treadmills. And so um, I was a little delayed and in, in you know, deciding to get a treadmill this year. And so the winter has been a lot more challenging for me because, you know, it's very hard for me to, to want to get out and, and run in the, in the cold because I, I suffer from rain odes and mm-hmm. it, it can get very painful at times when you go out and it's just so cold and, yeah. you know, learning it's, <laughs> and to have to put all that stuff on to run. <laughs> I am right there with it, you. I am not a cold weather I runner. Just, I hate it. Such a challenge. And so this year, what I, you know, I decided, you know, um, I don't want to go back. I don't think I should have to go back to the gym. And I have been doing better at running outside. I did buy a lot of, you know, uh, hand warmers. Gear. And I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to run outside because I prefer to run outside than inside. But I did invest in a treadmill. And, you know, it's just easy to just get up and just throw on a top and shorts and, 
and and get it in versus you know when it's cold it gets dark so quickly and then you know it's so dark in the morning and it, if you're at work most of the day you know yep. it's challenging to get a run in so i usually so i'm i'm, I'm working about 60 hours a week on average um but Ooh. i commute 45 minutes and and that's been challenging as well. So besides that, and then, you know, be, I don't know how most of you mothers do it. I really don't. The mama docs. I, I, I have to look on the, our, our site just for motivation sometimes. Cause when I have, when I complain about my schedule or anything, and then I see everybody else, like, I don't know, with two or three children and their ICU docs and their OB gynecologists working, you know, 24 hour shifts. <laughs> I'm like, how in the world? I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. I have to get, just well, get it done. I have to just... 60 hours a week is you working? That's a lot of hours. Yes. And so, wow, so that is a lot. That's like a job and a half. Wow, well, is... and so that's why I have, I have to run when I can get it in. So yeah, like, like I'll have Mondays and Fridays on my short days. And that's why I run a lot of 5Ks most of the time. I want to, I want to yeah. do more. If, and if I'm going to do more, it has to be Saturday and Sunday. And that's mm. it. Because during the week. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I get it in on the treadmill, but usually I'm leaving and it's dark and I'm coming home and it's dark when, yeah. during the winter, but during the summer, that's why I love the summer because it gets. Yep. Ooh. Hilma. Hello. Uh-oh. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know where I'm. I'm <laughs> where did yeah. You were saying it was this, it's in the summer. Yes. It gets light out. Yes. Yep. Yes. So it's a lot, you know, and I'm sure for everybody, but again, you know, even when the, when I'm complaining about the cold, I'll just look on our, our, you know, our group, yeah. group, um, Facebook page. Amazing. And I'm like, yep. you know, th there's these docs out there, mama docs running at negative 10 degree weather. And I'm over here complaining yep. about <laughs> 20 degree yep. weather, but you know, yeah. I know it can be done, but I'm just working on me and making sure I don't make have room for excuses that I'm just getting it in no matter what. Um, how do you know Christine Davis? Because I see her in a lot of your pictures. Yes. So. so when I say that I didn't really start running for medals until 2017, so I was introduced to her through one of our organizations that we are uh, members of together, which is Jack and Jill of America Incorporated. And so yeah. um, it's a group of women um, with kids from children two to 19, um, you know, that work uh, building the leaders of the, the future. Uh, we teach them philanthropy. We, you know, we work on all kinds of projects, community service, and we try to teach our children to be leaders, how to put back into the community, how to be civic, you know, uh, be civic, good citizens. Yeah, participants in the community and yeah. and leaders yeah. of tomorrow, building leaders of tomorrow. And so, I mean, we hit it off right away. I mean, I'll have to say also, I, I don't know. I, I truly believe that God brings certain people into your life and surrounds you with mm -hmm. people. Um, her mom, it, it's just amazing. I have not met a lot of people whose name is mine, Hilma. Um, yeah. But her mother's name, she said, was Hilma. And, and so oh. that was just... So we met through a mutual best friend, uh, Marley Bradley, Dr. Marley Bradley. She's a pediatrician. Yes, yes. yes. So, um, and I was brought into the organization through Marley. And of course she was good friends with Christine and we just hit it off right away. And 
uh, I was already running and then they, they, they would run for medals and I'm like, Oh, that sounds fun. And I just started, I'm like running for medals, paying money, running. So that was a different idea for me to run for medals, but paying to to get the medal. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, what the heck? And then, I mean, I just started doing it and I don't know, it just, it it holds you a lot more accountable and it it was a lot of fun to do it with, you know, people that I knew and and loved. And so I started doing it more socially than anything. Cause for the most part, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm a loner. I kind of have to fit in the running when I can. I wish I could do more group runs because there are a lot of group group, um, you know, organizations around here that still run even in the midst of the pandemic, the but, pandemic. but trying to get your schedule to fit with everyone else's it's, it's kind of hard for me. I kind of have to work around my, my daughter's schedule. And then my husband, he's, he, he does night shifts. So, you know, we're kind of like mm-hmm. high and by kind of thing, you know, um, and so basically, I mean, I'm sure everybody can understand, um, with kids and and being a physician and, and being a mother and a wife and, you know, basically. So you you and Christine meet up a lot about uh, these races. Yes. Yes. Actually in our next one, which I'm excited about. So it'll be a year that we ran our last race together. It was, uh, like a St. Patrick's race last, the March of, uh, 2020 was our last one in person. And then we're going to do one in person in March coming up. Fun. So another St. Patrick's one, but it'll be my first live race since, you know, the start of the pandemic. Oh, very exciting. Yes. Very, very exciting. Can't wait. Can't wait. But now, you know, we're all getting vaccinated. So we're a little bit more comfortable with going out. We'll see how, right. see how it goes. And I'm seeing, you know, you know, mama docs are out there slowly but yeah. surely running these live races. And, you know, oh, they're smaller than than usual but 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 it's happening and so yes so my hope is to continue doing that have you run I think you ran did you run a marathon um the other year I my last one actually was was virtual because I was set to do the sheep power uh Mm. but that one ended up being you know made all virtual so I did that one virtual that was my last but it was half oh okay yeah and then but the last did you do the Indianapolis marathon? Or I, was that a that was a five. That was actually a five k when I did the Indianapolis. Oh, I see. I the see, mini, see. yeah. So I have the not won. I have not run a full marathon since medical school. Oh, oh, but you have. So. I have, but I never ran. <laughs> but I never ran for, like I said, in a a marathon for 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 time for time or for medals. Just I've always really right. just run to run. Yeah, and um. So in med school, I used to do it at uh, Eagle Creek Park, which we have here, which was, you know, very scenic and just to run, just to, just to run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone who just runs 26 miles and is like, well, oh yeah, I just run. but like, that sounds like you. That sounds well, like a runner. And I really, I really do love them. When I say that to my daughter, she's like, I, I just, I just don't understand it. She tells me she doesn't understand <laughs> I'm like, but it's my thing. I mean, what else would I do if, if I didn't run? I can't imagine what else I would do to, to relieve stress. I don't know. That's, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. I mean, that's all of our Yeah, things. exactly. So and to beautiful. have such a big group that just, and I still, I'm still at awe. Every time I'm looking on the page, I'm like, everybody's so amazing. I mean, even you, you say that, you know, if you don't mind me saying, you say you're boring. You are not boring at all. I mean... <laughs> 
the the fact that you brought all these mothers together and and I'll admit I I've not listened to every single podcast but here and there I'll listen and and it you know just how you help bring us all together I mean everybody's just so everybody's story is so amazing it's true everyone has a story it's like you know they're raising kids and they're running and they're in you know doing they're a trauma surgeon and their husband is you know in the military and never around and like they're holding it all together it is really um insanely amazing you know this group of ladies and um you know they're so inspiring and you know every time I want to complain about <laughs> something small same here just look I'm on. like oh yeah or like they're overcoming cancer mm. um, they are you know uh, have two sets of twins or something like that and they're <laughs> still doing it I have no idea that's right and still running all these races with see and I, I have one so I you know and now she's old. Oh, enough. but we all know one child is, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. Uh, just that you have quote unquote just one child. Yeah. And I'm sure she, um, you know, it deserves a lot of your attention and time. I'm sure. I mean, if you work 60 hours a week, it means that she, you know, wants to see her mama. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, you know, and it, yeah. And to this day, I still have, you know, working mother's guilt. But you know, I, I got to do what we got to do. Yes. Yes. Certainly and do. I always think it's a good lesson for kids to learn that they're not the center of the universe. Right. Oh, like yes. That, oh. that, um, you know, other people's health may at times come in front of their needs. Certainly. And just is what it is. Yeah. Certainly. So, yeah. <laughs> what, um, so you have this live, um, run coming up. Do you have anything else planned for the spring or you're just taking it one, you know, day at a time? Yeah, I am. I am basically, you know, I I had been looking. So there was a polar race that we would, one of my favorite races, even though I don't like running in the cold, it's ironic. There is a polar bear race that actually me and Christine would run. She introduced me to that one and it's usually this month, but they actually actually canceled it. Even it's not even um, happening virtually. So I was looking out for that, but and that's like probably the coldest race I had ever run, but it, but I don't know, just something about it as cold as it is. We have to wait in the Y it's a good race. And um, it was the very first cold, cold race I ever took part in. And so, you know, being the masochist that I am, I (laughs) have run it for the last four. And then this year they didn't have it. So, but has Christine gotten you in the pool at all? No, we, we not at all. Uh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, she's I, amazing. Yes, 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 indeed. Don't know how she. Don't know how she the does triathlons it. Triathlons and all that. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we we try. You know, it is. It's hard getting our 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 schedules to correlate. But um, one of these days, one of these days, I'll I'll hop in the the pool and with her. Cool. Who knows? We yeah. we've talked about it, but. Yeah, do a triathlon or or something like that. Yeah, but. that that would be awesome. I that that's something I certainly would like to do one day, if I could get my schedule together to train for it would be amazing. Yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of work and training. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, Hilma, you've spent a whole hour with me. Have I really? It doesn't yes. even seem like that. That's why I, I know. I, How is that possible? I, yeah, but, thank, <laughs> but thank you for thinking of me. I mean, I think. Everyone on in this group is just amazing. And I, I really do appreciate you doing this. And so everybody yeah. can really get a, 
you know, just to know everyone. Yes. I think it was a wonderful idea. And um, yes. And to even get every time we, every time I see you and you're like, beautiful pastel outfits you were wearing that like pink and green like for the inauguration and like I was like yes I need to speak to her <laughs> well you, you know what's such a bright light you yes. know what the pink and green is for though right yeah um for was it uh Kamala yeah it's like, a sorority it's our yes. sorority Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so the um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Alpha Incorporated. Kappa Alpha. I was going to say AKA. Yes, but yes like you Alpha can. Yes. yes, AKA. Same thing, yeah. So that's that's my sorority. And yes, yes. very, very, oh, very so happy, proud. proud for so many reasons. Okay, not, yes. just, not just the sorority, but just so many oh. reasons. Just, I mean. Oh. You should be proud. We all should be yes. proud. I'm, I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yes, things are looking looking up in the midst. Things are looking up. Yes. Let's just, you know, cross our fingers, cross our toes, but yeah, everything are looking up. <laughs> yes, indeed. But yes, that's why I wear a lot of that that pink and green stuff. <laughs> All right, Helma. Thank you for spending some time on a Sunday afternoon. I'm sure your daughter's like looking for you right now. Oh yeah, Thank she's waiting in the other room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's probably listening to everything that we're saying. Yeah, well, she could listen to the podcast when it comes up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so All much. Right, All right. Thank you for including nice me. All right. Yeah. Take bye. care. Bye bye. Well, there you have it, ladies. My conversation with Hilma. Thank you for spending time with us and allowing us to get to know you. We look forward to your posts. You're always a bright light in our group. And I hope everyone's having a great run. Until next time, happy running, guys.